Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. We didn't make it through your notes on Sunday. No, we didn't. We're still trying to figure out anybody. We, we if, is sure a gentle way to say that. If if the anybody knows <laughs> how how we did that, just let us know. Yeah. yeah, Chris, how did we do that? <laughs> I have no clue. How I are we? Part how are we the, feeling? Uh, the capital <laughs> campaign, like unpacking some of those things, and there was a lot of little yes. pieces to unpack and and that kind of stuff. But normally, I have a pretty good sense of what my sermon is going to look like unpacked. And sometimes it's like, okay, 10%, I missed it. I mean, this is close to 50%. Yeah. Are you, are you like, missed it by do you, do you that ever, much. Do you ever think like, no, we're staying. We're staying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The buses However will wait. Takes. Yeah. No. <laughs> was, uh, I like no, to eat. If for, if for nothing <laughs> no. else, no, yeah. it's the people children's. who work in children's ministry. Yeah, children's yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, I can't even imagine. I remember I remember there being a few Sundays. Man, this was so long ago. It, it was probably when we were still First Baptist. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably when we yeah. were still First Baptist because it, it was Rebecca. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Rebecca walking into the back of the great room, and I just start sweating. Like, I don't know what this conversation is going to be, but it's not, <laughs> it's not going to be good. Yep. Anyway, yeah, we 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 always want to. Was it? I mean, we very intentionally honor want to yeah. honor the the people who are working with kids and yeah. going long with is just not that's honoring. hard on them. So wait, so so Rebecca just came in and it made you start sweating, or she came in because we were going long. Yeah, she uh, came okay. in because we were going. It was she was there for a purpose. Yeah, and, and that was, was okay. to make sure we understood how long we were going. Yeah, right. long enough for her to notice and come and in and walk over. Yeah. Anyway, I don't was, remember that, but I believe it. I probably blocked it out. We we I'm hoping Pike was we preaching. put things we put things in place <laughs> after that. I think that like that that may have happened twice or something yeah, like think, that. Yeah. And then it was like no, like we're really. Yeah. You know, that may have been when we started the timer. I don't know. Like, there were yeah. definitely things that were like, no, we're going to do this differently because yes. we can't do that anymore. Yep. So Oof. all that to say is, so we're going to pick up where you left off. What, yes. what What's kind of going through your mind as we jump into this next? Well, I'll pick up in the conversation about membership mm-hmm. um, and that and build from that and into the, like, even, even still wrapping up Nehemiah. I mean, it's, that's, What's left uh-huh. is to finish is to kind of finish the story of Nehemiah and the identity. That's that's what struck me. That was when I when I this time reading through Nehemiah, what I had not ever noticed before was kind of that. Um, like if I was to create a tagline now from Nehemiah, it would Nehemiah created a community and a or Nehemiah built a community and a wall was came into existence, put together, you know, mm-hmm. put together, you know, like wow. and then there was a wall. And so that's what strikes me that's so fascinating that Nehemiah does this time around is. He creates and he helps these people realize their true identity. Mm-hmm. And and as I'm going to do on Sunday, when you put that in the context of while this is happening, the the new young king Josiah and the prophet Ezra slash priest slash whatever Ezra all is, mm-hmm. um, they uncover when they start trying to un you know get the mm. rubble off of the Temple Mount, they uncover a copy of the law, mm. and it for some of them even for a prophet. It, maybe it had been 70 years since someone had seen one like that. Mm. Um, we don't know that, but it's they, they're all shocked when they, they find it. They act like it's Yeah, been... they act like it's they've never seen this before. Mm. And so then we get in Nehemiah, those stories all 
co- coincide. And when the Nehemiah, we get Nehemiah bringing all the people together who are there, and then Ezra reads from the law. And what's wild is we know the date. We know that, right? So it's, he says what date they finished the, the wall on. Mm-hmm. Well, that's supposed to be the beginning of the temple of, I mean, the Feast of Booths. And so they're literally reading this, and as they read down through it across a few days, they get to the section on the feast, and it's, hey, that's that's now. We're supposed to be doing that, like, now. So they do. Like, they immediately abandon the little talk center there, and they, they all go start making booths and building booths all over the place. So just just the power of that he has helped them gain or, or regain their identity as God's people who do God's Booth. things God's way. Booths are like little tents. Yeah. Cool. Little mini tents. And so um, it's really an amazing story as they realize this is who we are, so this is what we do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's you know what's fascinating in this is then then because because as I as I transition over we are learning about one of the most amazing from a character's perspective especially one of the most amazing leaders ever in Nehemiah mm-hmm. um, as I you know I start saying how much I appreciate that he's able to um, talk about him integrating principles and mindsets that the, that we seem mm-hmm. to always put in competition prayer and personal action serving from the front and working in the back. Um, personal sacrifice and corporate challenges, quiet contemplation, public leadership, developing small teams of trustworthy few and inspiring large crowds, boldness and caution, confidence and humility, faith and diligence. Like mm-hmm. he just seems to integrate you, these in amazing ways. Now, is the, are these like things as you've been studying it now? Is these things are coming even more to light, or had are the, these things for you like the the uh, the character of his leadership? Have you known about that and taught about that before? Some of it, yes. Okay. Some of the character, the leadership characteristics. I've never, I never would have put the. He built a community, yeah. and we, and they got a wall out of it. Yeah. Like I, I've never considered it from the lens <laughs> of what Nehemiah is building as a community. Yeah. Mm. Um. And and the wall is is just the kind of the tool by which. And I don't. I'm not saying Nehemiah did that on purpose. Like I don't think that Nehemiah was like, I'm going to just make a community. I I think just by doing it God's way, that's what mm-hmm. happened. Yeah, I, I definitely think so, because the way that he describes what he's doing, the what what makes him cry is the city being in disrepair, that there is no wall. Right, that yeah. there is no protection. Yep. That they, it's it's very, to me, it, it, it it's a lot like Jesus seeing the people and being like, they're like sheep without a shepherd. Yep. So. And then we get into Saul, who we should get, into this week, we should get well into chapter nine this week. See, we haven't done we eight. Paul did eight. No, he did seven. Seven. Oh, oh, then I need to go back. I was like, he seems like he's jumping to the end of eight, and I don't know if that's like a oh, because that's what he wants seven. to talk. About. No, he did seven. But here's not the thing: eight. you could um, I thought like, he did eight. Sorry, yeah, okay. So if wow, but like, I like that you've kind of introduced Saul, yeah, oh, yeah. as a juxtaposition, yes, and then you could almost. Like, oh, I will. It's That's like a an, great... it's like an origin, yeah, origin you know? story. Eight, well, eight is nine, eight, you know, yeah, eight is the transition into right. You know, Samuel's warning against having kings, and so you right. need to yeah, right. Saul, it's just oh, I have to teach it. Is yeah. the narrative, and yeah. then you have the. I just thought, I thought you'd already talked. We're, we're transitioning from Nehemiah to uh, Saul. We're also transitioning from Samuel to Saul. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of from God to Saul. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, ouch. 
so many it, things. It's it is cool. a huge. Uh, listening to Alistair Abeg talk about these chapters, and he he says you just can't. Like it's it's we read through it and we don't think about how huge a transition this actually is. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a big deal, and they've never never since Pharaoh have they had a king, right? And now suddenly they've decided they want a king. They had a theocracy, right? They want their own Pharaoh. You know, um, all the other all the other kids have kings. That's right. Are there, Why can't we have kings, Daddy? Are there prophecies about Israel wanting a king? Yeah. Like, are well, there prophecies about Saul? That I don't know. That Saul fulfills? Yeah, I didn't know if that... Um, what we have in Deuteronomy... Oh, it's got to be about 24. Somewhere around there is... the He says, when you want a king... Um, i trying to think of where I can find that most quickly. Um... um Rules for a king of Israel. Um, where is that? It's in Deuteronomy 17. Okay. And so that's way, I mean, that's way back there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's long before you're dealing with them wanting a king. Mm-hmm. But down in, there you go, down in verse 14. When you come to the land the Lord has given you, Lord your God is giving you and you possess it and dwell in it and then say, I will set a king over me like all the other nations around me. Mm-hmm. You may um, you may indeed set a king over you whom the Lord your God will choose. So it is it is a, like, God knew this was coming. Yeah. He knew this day would come. And so he sets up like four rules. Mm-hmm. They have to be Jewish. They can't collect a lot. And then they, ha- they have to write these things down themselves in their mm-hmm. own hand. And the priests have to affirm it. Mm-hmm. If that ever happens, we don't see it. Yeah, like it never, never does it say. And then Saul wrote down the his section of the law he was supposed to write. Um, mm. And so neither did David, neither did Solomon. And <laughs> this, when we get the account of Solomon, and it describes these exact things, Solomon breaking all of these right, right, verbatim. Right. Um, that's not so, an accident. That's not an accident. No, and so we can probably see, you know, Saul. Saul did not have the option of having a lot of gold and silver. He was trying to stay alive most of, probably most of the time from the Philistines. So, yeah, it is it, so. It, I don't think that's a prophecy. It's just a declaration. When yeah. this happens, boom. Mm, seems like a prophecy to me, but it doesn't. Uh... And and if, well, and I would say like what we, what would be covered in chapter eight. I mean, verses ten through. 17, mm-hmm. 18, is, is Samuel's prophecy about mm-hmm. what it is yeah. to be to have a king. This is what like, it's going to look this like. This is what it's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And so, because we certainly have an eight. Saul, oh, that's Saul right, that's right. isn't in the picture yet. Yeah. And so Samuel is the prophet who is saying, here's the words of the Lord for if you have a king. Yeah. And so he, get, he gives the warnings um, and... Again, I, and then those are fulfilled mm-hmm. um, in the accounts of Samuel and Chronicle. Oh yeah, um, immediately. Boo. Anyway, it is wild. I mean, it, it's one of the things I want to unpack if I have you know. And now that I've got a little more time, because mm-hmm. I was thinking about, I had to thought I had to start with nine because I just did not for some reason I had in my head that you had done eight. 
is the idea of people. This this is the Hebrew people demanding. We put the word king in here, but mm-hmm. they're demanding a Pharaoh. I mean, it's the, that's the last king they know about, and they're comparing themselves to Egypt, and mm-hmm. they're thinking, you know, they're looking around at other countries around them, and I mean, the thought that Israel would say, "We want a king," like other countries, you're yeah. like, "You mean like Egypt?" I mean, yeah. you've done that. How did yeah. that go for you? What was the? It's just you know, humans again. We're it, good at this. Yeah, it's it's a. But this time we'll do it right. Right. I've got so we'll many, figure we figured so it out. Many thoughts right now in my head. I just yeah, mm, golly, that's interesting. I am. Guilt- I'm intrigued though. Even, guilty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this time, uh, we this, finally figured it out. This time, I'm gonna I'm gonna show those other worship right. ministers. Right. <laughs> exactly right. We finally solved that. Huh. Um, I am intrigued because that means I mean one. I listened to the sermon, but it's been a while, so. I forgot which chapter it was, so I can go back and that'll be good, because I like eight and I want to be able to talk through Ebenezer. Okay, and that's in seven, not eight. Mm -hmm. That's great. Okay, so, uh, like, like the fact that Samuel's sons don't follow him. Yeah, Yeah. I mean that's just heartbreaking. Yeah, like how how did that happen? And same way we don't know if it doesn't say, but it's like well, and I think too from did he travel too much? Did he judge too much? Was he? (laughs) Yeah, it's very possible. Yeah, I'm, I've I have seen it happen. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's also that like I don't know. I don't want to. <clears throat> we were pretty hard on Eli. Yeah, so we did. We were. Come on, Samuel. Yeah, like, same. We don't have any stories of his sons stealing things, but hmm. we have. They took bribes Bags. and perverted just justice. Yeah, man. That's theft. So, so then the people are going to show up. The elders are going to show up. And that's so what's interesting is part of why Israel claims to want a king is because they don't want to be judged by Samuel's sons. Like we don't we don't want your sons taking over next because they're terrible. Hmm. Instead, give us a king to judge us. And what's funny it. is the only king who produces an heir that was probably worthy of the throne. Is terrible himself. He's the reason that he doesn't have an heir on the throne. And we're gonna get to this, but like yeah, Saul and Jonathan. Yeah, every oh, oh. other like. I mean, I guess you're saying like Jonathan would have, might have been yeah, a good king. I yeah. think Jonathan might have been a good king. I'm, I think Solomon had all the benefits to potentially be a good king. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like good kings produce terrible kings. <laughs> well, what's the whole generation? Have you heard about this? Like. Uh, it's like the first generation earns it, second generation. It's it's like a business thing. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, Paul? I do, yeah. I don't know the terminology either, but it's like, yeah, those that work for it earn it and build the character that they have, mm-hmm. and then those that don't have to work for it squander the character yeah. that was passed on to them. But yeah. I've heard the like hard times produce oh, yes. good men, which produce... Yeah. Soft easy- men. Like, which produce easy times, which, which produce, produce soft men, yeah. which yeah. produce so hard like, times, which produce... So it's like the third yeah. generation is just like... Cool. Anyway. Okay, here, I found it. Go for uh, it. The ancient Chinese proverb, wealth does not pass three generations. The first generation builds the wealth. The second generation is inspired to preserve it by witnessing the hard work of the first generation. Mm-hmm. And the third generation, having never witnessed the work that went into its creation, squanders it. Yeah. It's a lot of versions. Yep. Yeah. But again, the concept, humans, though. Yep. Humans. <laughs> We're good at this. 
We'll get it right. I bet they had one of these back in. No, but I mean, and and you could even, you know, take it to the, uh, I can't remember exactly where it is, but it's like the passage of the Bible saying like they, the, the generation before did not, like they failed to teach mm-hmm. the next generation. Right. And so that's why they, I, I'm so bad about well, I mean, <laughs> what I'm trying to say. One of the things that's, you know. I'm just saying it's Chris not just is, wealth. It's also no, right. understanding. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. One of, the, like one of the stories that Chris talks about a lot is the um, Samuel, First uh, Samuel or Second Samuel? First Samuel, that they don't have any, uh, um, when we get to this, they, they don't have any blacksmiths. Yeah, Cause right, right. They've, they've not only forgotten. Yeah, we'll get there before long. Yeah, anyway. That not only have they can do they not have any weapons, but now they don't have any blacksmiths. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean you're you're in trouble when you have no weapons and you're trying to go to war, but you are well and truly hosed if you if you yeah. have to go to your enemy. <laughs> if you right. go to your enemy blacksmiths. Right. Um, no, well the tell so you what is, I was talking about in judges. Good deal. <laughs> I was talking about in Judges Paul where it says, Also that generation were gathered unto their fathers, and there arose another generation after them who knew not the who Lord. Who did not know the Lord, that's right. Yep. So it's like over and over. doesn't matter. Yep. So it's like when you think about it in kings, when you think about it in leadership, whatever, that is really interesting. Yep. It is. It it It's amazing how you... The, there's a sense in which, of course, we never do lose the gospel because mm-hmm. God is protecting it. We right. should have long ago. Mm. Like the thought that... I consider that almost an evidence of the <laughs> right, truth right, right. of if the it was Judeo-Christian God yeah. is because the Judeo-Christian uh, God has been maintained while most other gods and little godlings have been come and gone and come and gone and come and gone a thousand times. But, mm-hmm. um, but I think there is a, uh, there, it is fascinating when you consider that we're only ever a few generations mm-hmm. from losing any knowledge. Um, as a young man, I remember being incredibly fascinated by the, the dark ages, you know, the medieval era, which is fascinating to me. Um, there's a lot of cool things and it's a lot more, you, you know, you're, we're taught it very simply, and and sometimes foolishly in Have school, to be. but but the truth is, it is wild to consider that there was a thousand, close to a thousand years when humans devolved technologically, uh-huh. lost technologies, couldn't could not do things that someone could do five hundred years before, and it's just what would, I mean, we can't fathom that nowadays. Like the the thought of, of course, sure saw, we can. I just saw a video a few minutes ago of um of uh, literally a girl. And I don't think this was ironic, you know, talking about dream inventions of the future, and it was a single phone that never left your home, and that the whole family could use, and it was like, and just for calls, and it was yeah, it was like, <laughs> and it was like, that's I, called. A, I, I don't know if that was ironic or not, honey. but it's like, yeah, we, yeah, it makes you feel old when you realize. And you know, it'd be really nice is if you picked up the phone and like you could hear your neighbors. If they had the like, if they had the landline, <laughs> if if Party you had, like. Listen, you don't need to name it right now. <laughs> exactly. Hey, that's catchy. That's catchy. Hey, we could call it a work. party line. Um, well, I was going yeah. to uh, how long the cord is. Yeah, yeah exactly. There you go. Hey, what if you had a cord so you would never lose it? Uh-huh. Well, that'd be amazing. Yeah. You always know where to find it. No. Yeah. We had a long cord. Like a hanger? Yep. My Seven. father also, we had two cords. My dad meticulously would rewrap to tighten them. Oh, my back. gosh. Yeah. With so it was the it was the dad. coiled cord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my cord gosh. That would then my sister yeah. would stretch, you know, all yeah, the way to her, up and, to her bedroom. Yeah. And then it would knot up and he would yep. 
then replace it with mm-hmm. the one that he had been tightening, and then <laughs> wow, fix switch that one out. and tighten. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and then you tighten that <laughs> oh, one. Oh no, and fix it out. So wow, yeah. hey man, everybody's Engineer. got a hobby. Everybody's <laughs> got a hobby. So Grant and Papal had uh, their, their their fancy house um, when they moved from the party line system to the you know individual. They had two phones in their house, and one in the kitchen, and one in the uh, like back by the bedrooms in the hallway. Um, and it had that long cord and my, my aunt put a, there was a big, um, closet, um, in their, in their house right next to that phone. And she would go into that closet to take her, uh, phone calls and she would doodle on the walls. And this is how, you know, that like Papa had a special place for aunt Janet in his heart because he would let her do stuff like that. I'm pretty (laughs) sure like grand fibers were being tearing wrecked. up <laughs> yeah. her sons but anyway it's really fun because if you go to that house today they can you can still see some of the like etches into the wall <laughs> because our families own that house since it was built Dang. So, wow but. that's awesome okay i'm i have a quick question okay about uh first samuel yes when we're talking about Fine. the whole kind of prophecy in chapter eight that like you know, Israel is saying they want a king. Okay. And then Samuel's like, okay, this is what it means. Yep. Are you going to talk much about like, I just think that would be hard, like Samuel is saying this is this is how it's going to be. Right, right. And then for then Samuel to watch it happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just like, that would be, I feel like that would be hard of like, no, we still want a king. Right. And then it's like, yeah. Uh, but and I guess, doesn't he talk to, I mean, he talks to God and God responds to him. Yeah, because yes. he's because yeah. he's like, like they're rejecting me. And God's like, no, they're rejecting, they're rejecting me. me. They're rejecting, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's just that is to me is really interesting as a leader too. Of like, the followers are choosing something else. And it's like, all right. Well, and and this is this is an aside, but it is uh-huh. at least sparked my memory from from last Sunday. I feel like, you know, Chris, you you walked through that idea of discipleship. Really, I feel like last Sunday's sermon was so uh, gospel-centric and mission-centric. Yeah. And not that it's like, oh, wow, I was... Because every other sermon you do isn't. Like, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, it wasn't yeah, that, yeah, yeah. but it really was. There was such a focus to it. That's that's the way I interpreted why you only got halfway through. I guess was so. Because it's like, no, these because these are really important yeah, they to are. highlight. Yeah. And, but when you started you know, kind of going through the... And so what, what do you do when this happens well oh, yeah you make disciples <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like what do you what do you do when your party is in elected yeah. government well you make you make, you make disciples. disciples right and what do you do when they're not well you, you make disciples. make disciples and there, and there's a sense of of where you can you know miscast your hope right where it's like oh well this is this is god's salvation when we see humans get justice correctly yeah and it's like Whereas you don't want to, you know, denounce that because God uses humans That's to right. accomplish Absolutely. His work. Yep. And so you see mm-hmm. amazing things in that. But ultimately it's the attention of where you're putting your hope in. Yes, that. yes, yes. And yes. so it's like when even if God is using humans in those elected, you know, positions and mm-hmm. you get to celebrate God in that, then that needs to be the main focus is God gets the glory for it, not the humans who do it. Mm-hmm. But then when those humans are in those positions and aren't glorifying God and seem to be going against his ways, you can't then cast that against yeah, 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 yeah. God's glory. You have right, to say, nope, right. Nope, God still needs to be glorified in this. Yes. Um, and if and 
if the despairing like notion comes when it's like, oh, well, now God can't accomplish something because these people are in charge, mm. and we need to pray that they're not in charge so that other people are in charge. It's like, no, no, no. no We're never, missing it. Never missing worked it. that way. Right. He can mm. accomplish things because he is God, and he can yeah. accomplish it whether people are aligned with him or yes. not. He knows that, and he's yeah. able to able to do his will. Yep. Man, I, and that'll preach any generation or anything. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack here for sure. When okay. this idea and and the thought, I think I think as a parent, when you, you have a kid who says, you know, I want this, I want this, I want this, and you're like, you you think you want yeah. this, but you don't you... want this, and they eventually get to the point, you know, whether it's when they become an adult or when you realize, okay, well, you need to you need to figure this out on your own, and you let them, and that you know it goes badly for them, and there there's part of you that's like, well great. I'm glad you got to learn that. And mm-hmm. I'm heartbroken that you had to learn that. Yeah. And because think about, I mean, the, the kingship of Israel is a train wreck. And, and we, we all, you know, we love King David, but when we go through King David's life, it's not like we're going, man, I would love to be the guy under his rule. Right. right. And, I would have loved to live in that time. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, there's some pretty awesome, really fleeting moments with King David. Yeah. And that's true. We'll, we'll discover more of those with Saul than we realize. Some highlights that we're like, "Oh, that, hey, was, that, a, that was, was a cool. great moment. Good that, job, really Saul." Cool. Um, and then, <sighs> but immediately he he undermines that. But David's more the big victory, massive failure kind of mm-hmm. guy. Saul's more the little victories and constant failure kind of guy. And mm-hmm. <coughs> um, eating up by insecurities, but, folks. Yeah, that's exactly when you. But he he represents the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. who are okay, eaten up yeah. by insecurities. I mean, they're like, here's what we want is someone who looks good. We want to look as good as our neighbors. We want to, and God's like, you, you. this is what you're looking for, and this is what I'm going to give you. It's like you. a mirror. Yep. That's Man. a good, in fact, I'm using that line. Saul is a mirror. Nice. Saul is a mirror. Chris Leg. You should put it. Well, that was really good, Chris. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good job. Thanks great. for that brilliant idea. That's great. Um, I finally, this is why I was hired. Okay, no. I quit now. <laughs> you, job job fulfilled. Job Sorry. Fulfilled. You don't get to You don't quit. get to do that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. None of that. Aren't well, you buying except a house? now we need one next week. Yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, exactly. Right. You need to start doing that every added week. Added to your job description. Um, yeah, it'll be working through eight to get back to how did we get to this guy. But we'll have to go all the way back to Deuteronomy. And how did we get to Saul? And we'll go back and unpack that. Man. Yep. It'll be good. Always is. Hmm. Be encouraged.